The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome back, Hoopball Mavs. I'm your host, Lawrence Brooks. What a win tonight. Just a, just a pleasure to watch all the way around. I mean, from start to finish. I mean, welcome back, Chris Stapps Porzingis, first and foremost. But let me just speak to you really quick. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes? I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet at MyBookie.com. MyBookie's reps is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for the National Championship game, Roll Tide, and on. Playoff games, whether, whether it's NBA, NFL, you name it, that's who I go to. And you know me, I don't really give out a stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to your sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, mybookie.com. Mavs Nation, I know everybody was waiting to see this because I was waiting to see it, is having the unicorn back, who I affectionately like to call Zing Zing. Watching him play, the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that he balances the floor. I mean, Luka had room to operate. The pick and roll game was was there and available if they wanted to use it. It was just It was just fun to see that everyone could just fall into a comfort zone and just play basketball. No one had to do more than they needed to. Kristaps actually didn't look didn't look too rusty. I mean, on his post ups, you know the, the the just it's just a timing thing on missing some of those shots that are easy to make. He's shooting the one foot Dirk fadeaway at seven three. No one can block it, and that's an easy shot. That's a shot he made with ease in the bubble, and just overall, he just needs to get get back with the timing of his body, get the reps, see the rim. Um, and just and just rep it out. That's all he needs to do. But I'm excited about where this team is. They're five and four. They just snapped a four game win streak from the Charlotte Hornets. They currently sit in sixth place, and I still feel as if they can be a top five seed in the West. And that's not saying a whole lot considering they're in six right now. They didn't have a few guys tonight. They haven't played since last Wednesday, and I know they were itching to play. They were trying to get on the court, but obviously with COVID going on, it just really put a dent in things, and they weren't able to play when they the very last game. And this was the first time they've been back on the floor. I mean, literally, they were doing individual workouts, so they didn't even have a team practice. Today was the first time they were together as a team, literally today. And so for them to come out and get the type of win they had is really impressive under the circumstances. They won 93-104, to 104, but it really didn't even look that close. It was closer to a to a 15 to 20 point win just towards the end of the game. You're in cruise control. You put in, you know, your backups, the backups to the backups. 
And so, you know, the score gets gets a little um, gets a little skewed that way. But overall, it was just a great team win. Luca, they were hunting for the triple double. I mean, they tried to get it to him. And, you know, for a guy, I mean, he had four blocks. That's the more impressive thing to me. Sure, he could have been, you know, he's had triple doubles before he's played, you know, and played and put up big numbers. But for him to have four blocks, that really, really says a lot. And and so I think we have, I, I think at this point, it's time for everybody to just give him res, his respect as a willing defender. I think the you know the 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 stigma on him is that he doesn't play defense and that you know he's not necessarily a liability but not a guy you look at to get a stop. Luca has been has has been getting down in a stand, sitting in a chair, playing defense. And that's something I like to see because I just want to see these guys compete. I say it all the time. If you follow my live tweets during the game, I'm always preaching compete. And so I want to see them you know, win the rebounding battle, and I want to see people that are willing to get stops on defense, and that's something Luca has done throughout this season, even more so the last five games. It's been very noticeable his um, his tone on defense, and it's helped. And it's helped overall. Like I say, I want him to be a, a, a better leader, and, and that's some of what you can do is just to show by example, um, be willing to set the tone defensively, bring energy on that end because he's always going to be there offensively. But for a team that's trying to be better defensively and has been better um, defensively throughout this season, I think he should be commended. I think it should be recognized. And if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to do it here on the Hoopball Mavs podcast. I think it's very much deserved, and we should actually pay him some credit. I mean, his defensive win shares are 0.5. Defensive plus minus for him is up there with, with some of the best. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think that overall, I think he's a guy who maybe had obviously has a, has a uh, reputation of not being a defender. And this year he has definitely stepped up in that, in that Avenue and has played better defense. Now today, one of the things, even though they won and you know, they didn't, they didn't really have a lot of, uh, what I would call maybe, you know, dark spots in this game in terms of, you know, something to be critical of in terms, I mean, because if a win is a win, but what I'm also going to do is also hold them accountable and point out the things that, you know, that should be pointed out. And for them, they didn't win the rebounding battle today. That's fine. They made it, they made a lot more shots. Um, and, and I, I think that, you know, some of that can be accredited to that is, is when you make, when you're making shots, obviously those are offensive rebounds, but at the same time, um, when you're getting out on the break and you're scoring, I just think that when the ball's going through the hoop, that cuts down on opportunity. But from the field, they shot 41%. That's not great. From three, they shot 32.6% today. That's not necessarily great either. But they held they held Charlotte to 38% from the field and 26% from three. That's defense. They... <laughs> We, I don't, people don't want to say it yet, but they have become a top 10 defense. And I don't know if it's going to last. We still have a ton of season to go. But throughout their first nine games, the numbers show that they're, they are, they are a top 10 defense. I mean, we got, again, while I say we have to give Luca credit, 
we also have to give the Mavics credit overall. And I think that some of that is due to the new additions, but that's also um, give credit to guys for taking onus to, to play defense and to accept the challenge on the defensive end to get stops. And I think it only, it'll, it'll only get better when Porzingis gets back in the mix and he's doing what he do. Um, today overall, Kristaps was 6 for 16. He was 4 of 9 from 3. He only had 4 rebounds, but the 16 points, I mean, he played 21 minutes. If you were watching, you saw he looked like a guy who's been working on his game. He looked like he's been, you know, trying to get back into this. And he had two blocks. A guy who's going to be a rim protector, a guy who's definitely going to clog the middle, and his length is going to be bothersome to everybody every game. And I'm excited to see what they look like with him fully back in the fold. Now, granted, today they were still playing shorthanded, so we didn't we didn't get full throttle Mavs. You know, you had Maxi out, you had Dwight Powell out, both out um, with COVID nineteen issues. Dorian Finney Smith, Jalen Brunson, Josh Richardson, all of these guys are key contributors that are regular in the rotation. Most notably, Dorian Finney Smith and Josh Richardson are both starters. So when we get those guys back, it will be interesting to see how they how they kind of mesh together and what they can do defensively because I think offensively it'll come. I think that'll some that'll be something that comes a little more natural, but defensively if they can get on a string together, especially when you add two other defenders, clear defenders in Josh Richardson and Dorian Finney-Smith, man, um that defense can be really good this year and I'm excited for the type of noise they can make. Um talking about the guys and so speaking of the guys that did play in today's game i was really excited to see see josh green play um i've i've been saying all year i think that he should get more minutes and the reason that i think he should get more minutes is because one you took him in the middle of the first round and the guys that were drafted around him are all getting minutes and i think that if he's developed properly and get i mean obviously you don't want to put him in tough spots or in big games where he has to guard someone that might be a little above his head in a in a spot where you actually need stops. But give give him early game minutes, get him mid game minutes um, here and there, just to get his feet wet, just to just to get his traction in on an NBA floor, playing against these guys on a consistent basis, so that he can be a value of you late in the year. And we see how things are going with COVID. You just never know when things are going to go you know, in the wrong direction. And you might actually need these guys. And the last thing you want to do is have a guy who's been who's been sitting on the bench, hasn't had many minutes, and now you have to you have to rely on him to play thirty plus minutes in a game where he just hasn't really done that all year. And especially for Josh who they're they're really high on, they really think has a bright future. But it it's I don't think it hurts to give him ten to fifteen minutes a night just to kind of find his way. And yeah, he's going to pick up silly fouls. He's done that early in the year. And we know Rick Carlisle has a quick trigger on on the young guys and pulling those guys out. But let them learn through the mistakes. I think learning through the mistakes is something that's big and something that can be beneficial down the line. These guys are smart enough and understand the game enough where they can they can self-coach. Okay, you're on the floor. You don't you don't fall for up fakes against certain guys. You already have the scouting report. So if you make a mistake based on the scouting report, let them under let them see it through themselves and, and play through a few things. I know all of these games count because in the West, 
you know, literally you don't get any nights off. And so you're trying to take advantage of every night, every win you can possibly get. Totally understand. Neither am I saying put the team in a predicament to lose games. But what I am saying is if you can give him minutes consistently and allow him to play, he can be of some help later in the year. Or if you need him in a tough spot, if you're in a jam where you got several guys out for COVID related issues, it's just a win-win for both guys. You you accelerate his development and you strengthen the team by allowing him to play. Tonight, he didn't play a lot of minutes. He played 18. He was he only had five points. But um and he was one for four from the free throw line. He definitely has to make his free throws. But he had five rebounds, one assist, which was a nice lob to Willie Colley Stein. And shout out to Willie Colley Stein for actually finishing the lob. Um a lot of times he gets up there and he, and he doesn't finish as often as he should for a guy who's seemingly really athletic. But nonetheless, Josh Green, he took a charge today and it was a very anticipated charge on Caleb Martin for Charlotte. But it was it wasn't the fact that he took the charge. It was what he it was that he knew what to do. He beat him to the spot, established position. It was kind of a bang bang play that could have went either way. But what it said to me is he has defensive intelligence. And that's something that is very valuable, especially when you get towards the later part of the year where, you know, guys are a little run down. They've played a lot of minutes. They have a lot of miles on their legs. So you're trying to manage minutes where you can. And if you get him in a spot where he can be helpful, maybe he's not a big scorer, but you get him in there and, you know, maybe Josh Richardson's in foul trouble or maybe, uh, you know, James Johnson can't go one night or Dorian Finney-Smith is down. You insert Josh Green and you don't lose a beat because he's he's now been in the mix. He's now had an opportunity to play. And so I think that's a really big deal to continue giving him minutes. And I know tonight he played more more minutes than normal based on the fact that some of the guys were out, um, most notably, you know, Josh Richardson and Dorian Finney-Smith. So he took up some of those minutes. But at the same time, just allow him to develop, not at the expense of losses, but allow him to develop at a rate where he can be helpful to the to you and the team moving forward. Um. So yeah. So Josh Green, man, give him minutes. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been in a rhythm. I mean, he had 18 tonight. He was three of 10 from the three point line, but he's he's been aggressive. Not that he's ever not aggressive. He was seven to 16, so he's 43 percent from the field, but. With these guys down, he's been a big uh, help in the scoring department. And his shot's been falling. Granted, he only shot 30% from the three-point line today. But he get, once, he's, once he sees a couple go through the basket, he gets as hot as anybody from the three-point line. He's super streaky. But when, when the streak is in the, on the plus side, yeah, he can be an issue for people. And, and in these last three games, he has definitely stepped up and been a guy who's been, you know, a, a reliable scorer. And it's, and it's good to see because his confidence, you know, can be shaky at times and he can go really cold, but you ride these hot streaks where he's making shots. And right now he's definitely uh, making shots. One thing about Porzingis that I noticed with him being back is, like I said, the floor is balanced, but I think the pick and roll game where they can get easier buckets is something that will be, a welcome sight. There were times in this game where it, it they didn't necessarily get to it, but Willie Colley Stein was rolling to the basket wide open on the left side of the court a few times where they were running pick and roll. And I think that right now they're just not used to 
seeing the coverage that they saw tonight. So sometimes you miss those reads because you're just not used to, you're not accustomed to seeing that read right now. But I think with Porzingis being back, you'll be able to balance out, you know, these nights where you're maybe not shooting well from the perimeter, but it's okay because you're getting easier baskets. I mean, they're a three-point shooting team, you know, at heart, but you'll need to get these easier baskets and and at least have the option and make teams have to respect that um, aspect of your game as opposed to just jamming the three-point line and, you know, you hoping that you stay hot or the, or the opposing team hoping that you go cold. It gives them really good balance in that aspect. Um, Trey Burke played 32 minutes. He only had eight points tonight. Far cry from that from that game he had where he hit um, seven threes. He had, had almost 30 points um, just recently. He was two of 12 from the field, two of eight from three-point line. Uh, but they didn't need his they didn't need his shot making ability as much. They defended like I mean they defended like crazy today. Granted, Charlotte missed they missed a ton of shots, but but you have to give credit to the Mavericks. They were there. The rotations were great. They identified shooters. They got out. They hedged on pick and roll. They they showed. They actually played really good defense. And it was a I mean, and Charlotte is a team that can score. So this isn't like they played a team that that can't get out and, and, and score points on you, they came in and they and they made a point to, you know, take it to these guys. And not to mention their their size between Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham, they're just two small guys. And Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luca just smothered these guys most of the night. It just made them really uncomfortable. Same thing with uh Wes Wundu. He played twenty six minutes. Same deal for him. I mean you got four blocks from Luca you got three blocks from Willie Collistein, two from Porzingis. Overall, for the team, they had 12 blocks. And I mean, that's not always the case for them because their guards aren't necessarily getting blocked shots. But when that happens, I mean, James Johnson had three blocks as well. So when you're getting that type of production on a defensive end, shot making isn't necessarily as a big deal, which shows, like I say, I want them to be able to win games that are ugly sometimes. They only had 104 points tonight. So it's not it wasn't like it was a shooting bonanza, but at the same time, you know, those are the type of games that you win that that shows the quality of team you are. Because, yes, the Mavs can can, you know, come out and have 120, 130 point explosion. But then there's those times where you're going to have to have a game like today where you just lock up. You understand the odds are against you and you just come out and play basketball. And that's what they did tonight. And it was a good it was good to see. And I was happy that they were able to get a win under such crazy circumstances. COVID is really, really making things awkward for a lot of teams because when you're missing guys and they're in and out of the lineup, it's just tough to find cohesion. You got guys coming back, guys out. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. But at the same time, um, it always it's, it's always good to get a win like this because it, it lets you know you know, what type of team you are. Hopefully they can get some of these guys back um, soon. I think there's a there was an opportunity almost today for for Maxie and Dwight to play. Ultimately, they did not. Um, they weren't ready. Um, not sure if the protocols didn't allow them to play. But Finney Smith, Jalen Brunson, and Josh Richardson are out until the 17th at least. So that means on Friday, they're still going to be playing shorthanded against a Bucks team that will be ready, a team that's one of the tops in the league. And the Mavs, thankfully, they got Porzingis back. So 
they should be able to, you know, so to, so to speak, keep things glued together for this game. And it'll be interesting to see how they play um, with the matchups, considering they're shorthanded. Um, you know, and the, the odds are stacked against them, but they were stacked against them tonight and they got to win. So let's see what happens next game. Um, but thoroughly impressed. Was happy to see Porzingis uh, back. Luca was inspired by Porzingis' shooting. He actually shot better today because he hasn't necessarily shot the ball from, from the three-point line that well. But tonight he was 5 of 9 for 55%. I think that's the best he shot um, so far this season. Maybe he was happy he had his boy back. But but uh, Friday they have the Bucks. We'll be ready for that game. Um, again, subscribe, download the podcast, leave a five-star review. Um, we're streaming on all platforms, so feel free to get it wherever you can. Um, on Twitter, I am at LBSaidIt, that's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T, and at HoopBallMavs, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-M-A-V-S. Follow us. Um, I always, you know, everything Mavericks, especially live tweeting and everything in between for basketball. But um, great win tonight. Happy we were able to do it. Everyone be safe. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.